0: Amen. Greetings once again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank God for this opportunity to connect again and to share the Word of God. I thank God for giving us the opportunity to keep on spreading the good news of the gospel, the good news that will always set us free. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you for this opportunity just to share your word, just to receive from your throne, O oh God. We thank you, my Father, that every time when we receive your word, we are enlightened, for indeed your word is the lamp to our feet and the light to our paths. We need your word, mighty Father, to live by, even in these days, for you said men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from your mouth. So we receive your word right now with thankful hearts. I say, Spirit of the Living God, continue to reveal the truth to us and confirm the word with signs. Follow me. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Greetings once again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ really thank God for this opportunity to share the word of God with you. Uh, as an introduction to what we are going to share about today, just want to ask you a question. Have you ever noticed that in the times that we're living in, people want to be left alone to believe the way they want to believe? They will tell you, who are you to tell me what I should believe in? Believe the way you want to believe, I believe the way I want to believe. As if there is no truth. And they will even tell you truth is relative. Who said this is the right way and that is the wrong way? That's how people would be debating. But I believe that the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who created us and placed us on the earth, he knows what man should live by. and We need to listen to his instruction to guide us and to lead us. I remember one time when Jesus challenged the Jews that were there with him about the truth. So, I want us to go together to the book of John, chapter 8, verse 31 to 36. You are going to see there what the truth is and why we need to know the truth. Because most of you claim to be free. Indeed, we might be free politically, just like some people would say we may be politically free, but we are not financially free. So, I can say to you, we may be politically free, but we need that spiritual freedom. We need to be free from the bondage of sin. If you see what people are doing around the world today, you see fathers abusing their children, you see husbands killing their wives, you see one race maybe going up against another race, all the things that are happening. Sometimes you see even innocent little children I work in a children's hospital. Sometimes I see the tragedy and the, the, the harm that these children go through. And they are not harmed by animals, they are harmed by people. So it means even when people think that they are free, until we have that spiritual freedom, then we are not free. Look at this. John eight thirty-one to 36 NIV. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Verily I tell you, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family that a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So if you look at this portion of scripture, those Jews who were contending with Jesus, they were saying, we are free. We know ourselves to be free. We've never been a slave of anybody. But Jesus says, whoever sins and stays in sin is a slave of sin. This I believe this because even when I look at the things that people do, you wonder how on earth can a person do something like this unless there is another force that is overpowering them. And we can only get our freedom if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Then we are really free indeed. So he says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If the Son sets you free, then you are free indeed. It means if we are not yet set free by the Son of God, We may be free in one aspect, free in the other aspect, but we are not free indeed. We need to know this truth so that we will use our bodies to glorify God and not use our bodies for sin, not use our bodies to harm others, not use our bodies to abuse others. Our bodies need to be the temple of the Holy Ghost. Our bodies should be the ones through whom we bless God, we glorify God. Want us to go together to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, in the New King James Version. It reads, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So from this portion of scripture, that's why today I want to entitle my subject, You are not your own. Okay? You are not your own. We did not create ourselves. We may claim and say, leave me alone. But you did not create yourself. You did not bring yourself here on earth. So we need to say, the one who brought us here on earth, what was the purpose? And we can only find the purpose in him. So he says, you are not your your own. You've been bought at a price. So if you buy anything, you want it to serve you for the intended purpose. Imagine you have bought something and you want to use it for your intended purpose. And that thing tells you, leave me to do what I want. I've got cars. They serve me. I bought them to serve me. But I can't expect that car to start saying, leave me to do what I want. So that's why I'm saying, when our our bodies are supposed to be the temple of the Holy Ghost, it says, glorify God in your body. Now, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life, to always control and rule in my life, so that I can live lives, a life that is a blessing to others. We cannot change ourselves. We need the Lord himself to change us. And when we are now children of God, we are free, we are new creation in Christ. Let's go to the gather to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As thou, God, were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. We are a new species of being. We do not live the old way anymore. The Bible says, then those who are in Christ are new creation, and all the old things have passed away, all things have become new, and everything is of God, including our bodies, including what we do, including the way we live. We become a blessing to people around us. We start speaking the language of God. We speak in line with our kingdom. That's why the Bible here says, we are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is somebody who represents their kingdom, okay? We may be in a foreign land. If you are an ambassador, you are placed in a particular land, but you do not belong to that land. You continue to represent your kingdom. So as people, as children of God, we know that we are ambassadors of Christ. We are in Christ. So we show this world how to live like Christ. When Christ was on the earth, he was kind to people. He healed people. He set people free. So that's what we as ambassadors need to do. We need to be kind to people. We need to share the love of God with people. And indeed, God can also use us to heal people. But another thing that happens with an ambassador is that you check the way you live. You don't just live the way you want. You live in line with your kingdom. Secondly, your language also belongs to your kingdom. But you are also provided for in line with your kingdom. So as for me, even though I'm here on the earth, my needs are met according to God's glorious riches in Christ Jesus. The Lord is my provider. So for you as a child of God, you need to know that. You need to know that your kingdom provides for you. Your kingdom protects you. Because we are protected by the angels of the Lord. The angel of the Lord, encamps around us who fear the Lord and he delivers us. In our kingdom, we live healed. We stay in divine health because Jesus has healed us. He took away our sin, he took away our sicknesses, so that we may be free. And the portion of scripture that we read here, it says, God made him, Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So there was an exchange on the cross. Though I was a sinner, I took his righteousness, and he took my sin, and nailed it on the cross. So I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a child of God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Some people say, who are you to say you are no longer a sinner? Yes, I was a sinner before I accepted Jesus. But then the exchange, in this verse here it says, he made him to be sin for us who you knew not sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So when I'm saying I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, I did not make myself righteous. The Lord, when I accepted him, he made me the righteousness of God in him. So that even when I live here on the earth, I need to be aware that Jesus lives in me. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So I belong to God. I'm not my own. Let's go together to the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 in the Amplified. 1 John 4, 4 Amplified reads, Little children, you are of God. You belong to him. And have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist. Because he who lives in you is greater Mightier than he who is in the world So actually if you look at this we because we belong to God it says we overcome those agents of the Antichrist We overcome anything anybody who is used by the enemy You know that there are people who are used by Satan for many things But the Bible says we have power over them. The Antichrist will defeat him I myself personally I'm not even afraid of witchcraft. Those who bewitch others cannot bewitch me because I'm blessed by God. I overcome them because greater is he that's in me than he that's in them. So the devil who's using them is not mightier than my God who protects me. My God protects me. So believe God to keep on protecting you, to keep on defending you. The Lord is my refuge. He's my strong tower. And indeed, we who dwell in the secret place of the Most High we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We say of the Lord, He is our refuge, our God in whom we trust. And the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run unto it and they are safe. We are safe in the Lord. We belong to him. But he also says, he who lives in us is greater than he who is in the world. It means Christ lives in me. So I want us to go together to the book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, in the, New, in the King James Version, KJV. It says... I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So he says here, I'm crucified with Christ. Okay? When somebody is crucified, they're supposed to be dead. So he says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. So how do you live when you are crucified? How do you live when you are dead? He says, nevertheless I live. But the life that I now live, it's actually not I living. It is Christ living in me. So if now it's Christ living in me, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. So it means whatever I do, I need to reflect the nature of Christ. I need to speak like Christ. When I come to people and people are hopeless, I need to give hope. I need to speak in line with my kingdom. I need to speak the word of God and inspire hope to people. I need to do on earth what Jesus did when he was on the earth. Jesus said, those who believe in me, the works that I do, they will do even greater works than this because I go back to my father. So in essence, when Jesus was on the earth, the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So it means Jesus went about doing good and healing people. We also now, as ambassadors of Christ, as those that have remained here on the earth, we perpetuate the legacy of Christ. We do good to people. Indeed, we set free even those that are bound by the devil. We give them the word. We speak the word of God to them. We minister grace to them. And we pray for them, and they get healed. They get delivered. Some people are in bondage today. They are in bondage emotionally, spiritually. They are hurt. They need the Lord to heal them. And we, as the ambassadors of Christ, are the vessels that God used to indeed reach out to them. So Jesus lives in us. So he can do his works through us. I want you to go with me to the book of John chapter 14, 20 to 23 in the Amplified, John 14, 20 to 23 reads, At that time, when that day comes, you will know for yourselves that I am in my Father and you are in me and i am in you the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me and whoever really loves me will be loved by my father and i too will love him and will show or reveal manifest myself to him i will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him judas not iscariot asked him lord How is it that you will reveal yourself, make yourself real to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, If a person really loves me, he will keep my word, obey my teaching, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home, abode, special dwelling place with him. So Jesus says, As we love him, as we keep his word, As we obey him, he he and the Father will come and dwell in us. So when Jesus is in me, whatever I do, I do as directed by him. When Jesus was on the earth, he would always say, I do not my own will. I only do that which the Father wants me to do. I only speak as guided and led by the Father. So child of God, you need to keep on reflecting that, the nature of Christ. The problem is that we are so much influenced by the world today. That whatever we hear people saying, whatever we see people doing, we end up being influenced by that and no longer become the salt of the earth, no longer become the light of the world. We are supposed to season this earth. We are supposed to reflect the nature of Christ. We are supposed to be steadfast like Christ. Even when he was on the earth, he knew his purpose. He knew why he was here on earth and he was never swayed from what God had called him to do. So you child of God, you need to know that Jesus lives in you. Continue to reflect the nature of Christ. Let's not allow the world to mold us unto its pattern. The Bible says, do not be conformed to the standards of this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So it means for us to indeed prove and reflect the will of God, we need not be conformed to the standard of this world. We need to live like people who have Christ in us, the hope of glory. People who know that Christ in me will always make me love people and reach out to them. Indeed, even the power that God has given us, we need to exercise that power here on earth and be victorious. As we continue, I want us to go to the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 24, Amplified. It says, all who keep his commandments, who obey his orders and follow his plan, live and continue to live, to stay and abide in him and he in them. They let Christ be a home to them, and they are the home of Christ. And by this know we and understand, and we have the proof, that he really lives and makes his home in us by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. So in other words, we know that Jesus lives in us, we live in him. So we have become a home for Christ. Okay? Okay. So it means even when people talk bad, we react like Christ did. We do not react being moved by our own emotions. Sometimes you hear people, even a Christian, you hear him saying, you don't know me, they don't know me, they don't know me, I will show them. Who is living in you? Because where we read earlier in Galatians, it says, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So we need to always reflect the nature of Christ. We need always to reflect that which Jesus would have done. In other words, when we are in a situation, we need to say, if Christ, if this was what Christ was facing, how would he have reacted? And then we react in the same way. We need to reflect that nature of Christ. So he says, he will make and make and come and make his home in us as we continue to do the will of God, as we continue to live in line with what God wants. Because when Christ is in us, when Christ lives in us, we then can continue to spread the kingdom. Because the Bible says of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. So the kingdom is upon the shoulder of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ. So we need to perpetuate this kingdom. We need to keep on spreading the kingdom because Jesus is in us. We are not our own. We cannot afford to still live the way we want. We can only live the way that the master has designed, designed. When we have accepted Jesus, we are now under the management, under the kingdom of God. We are no longer managed by the devil. By the way, the devil cannot manage well. You would even find a 30-year-old looking like an 80-year-old, and you see that the devil mismanages. But can I say to you, if you come to Christ, Christ will manage you. Christ will continue to renew your youth like the eagles. You will keep on running and not growing weary, walk and not faint when people are giving up on the earth because they are tired to live, you will keep on having hope. You will keep on having hope because Christ in you is the hope of glory. You know that in Colossians 1.27, it says the secret is that Christ lives in us and is the hope of glory. So when we have Christ in us, we need to treasure that. We need to treasure the fact that Christ in us, he wants to reflect himself to the earth. He wants to use us to reach out to the world. He wants to minister grace to people around us. He wants to heal people using us. He wants to inspire people with hope using us. So sometimes, children of God, we sometimes forget who we are. We sometimes blend into the world and want to be accepted. We want to feel that our friends will not reject us anymore. Look at Christ. He never compromised his stance just to be accepted. He always stood for what he believed in. He always stood for the kingdom that he came here for. So you, child of God, if Christ is in us, we need to treasure this. Indeed, we have this treasure. We have the treasure. I want us to conclude by going to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 7 in the NIV. Because this is something special, something close to my heart about the treasure that we have. Sometimes if you don't know that you have a treasure, you will live recklessly. And you will bring shame to the treasure that's in you. But then, if you know that there is treasure in you, you know that the glory shouldn't come to you. It's because of the treasure in you. The one who puts the treasure is the one who should be glorified. Look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 NIV, it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. I like this. Because it says, when God uses us, We should never think that it is because of our own making. We have this treasure in jars of clay. This scripture is very clear and it it blesses me because it doesn't say we have this treasure in jars of gold. Because if the treasure was in a golden vessel, you wouldn't know whether the what is precious. Is it because of the vessel which is golden or is it the treasure? But the treasure is in a jar of clay. So a jar of clay does not have to be glorified. A jar of clay should not receive any glory. That's why then the treasure in us is what makes us who we are. It's what should reflect Christ. I remember one time when Jesus entered Jerusalem. He came there with, on the back of a colt, a donkey for some of us. So when he was riding that donkey and people were throwing all the things that they have and rejoicing, Hosanna, Hosanna, I can imagine that donkey thinking, oh, I'm so special, I'm so special, I'm so special. But why was that donkey feeling special? It was because Jesus was on that donkey. Hopefully, if that donkey would want to go back again to Jerusalem a week later without Jesus, the very same donkey would have been stoned and people would have chased it because it no longer has Jesus. So it is Jesus in us who gives us the the, the treasure, who gives us the glory. Indeed, we can only reflect the nature of God through him. And when people talk good about us, when people see what we are doing and they give us praise, we should not receive that praise. It's not about us. We are just like that donkey. The glory belongs to the Lord. The glory belongs to the Lord. So the glory belongs to Jesus in us. And indeed, he is the hope of glory. So when we have this treasure in jars of clay, okay? Some of you, you are so much focused on your clay jar, okay? You're so much focused on this flesh. This is just a jar. And it is a jar of clay for that matter. That's why when you die, we say dust to dust, earth to earth. And this jar goes back to the earth, goes back to the ground. show that this is a jar of clay, but the treasure that God has placed in us because of Christ dwelling in us. So when Christ is in us, we reflect the nature of God. We are not our own. We cannot live the way we want. I'm even challenging those of you who are not yet saved, who haven't given your lives to Jesus, who claim, leave me to live the way I want. I want to say to you, have you ever thought of this that you didn't create yourself have you also ever thought of this that you cannot sustain your own life you may have a lot of money but you cannot buy life okay you may find that when time comes to die, when your time to die comes you cannot stop the death which show that indeed you are not your own you cannot manage yourself you need to let jesus the author of life come to your life you need to allow the Lord to take charge of your life. I see the things that are happening on around us, a lot of lawlessness, a lot of godlessness. And sometimes you find we try to tighten laws, we say there should be this kind of sentence, harsher sentence and all that, and still that doesn't deter people from living in the evil way because you cannot legislate against sin. The solution to sin is not a law. The solution to sin is the blood of Jesus the salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are not our own. We live for God. Even when you need to pray, child of God, pray. And when your body doesn't feel like praying, keep on praying because you are not your own. You serve God. We've got to do what God wants us to do in the name of Jesus. So I'm just going to pray as I close going to offer prayer for those of you who want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I will lead you in prayer. and After that, I will pray also for the rest of you who are watching right now. Those of you who want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, those of you who say, indeed, I've been living as if I am my own, but now I realize that I need Jesus. No wonder I was frustrated by life. No wonder I didn't know what to do anymore. I was on the verge of even taking my own life. I did not see any meaning in life. I need Jesus. Yes, Jesus is the source of life. He wants to welcome you. Let us pray. Follow me with this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I say thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for loving me and loving the whole of the world even when we were yet sinners. I believe that indeed you sent Jesus. You loved us so much that you sent Jesus to come and die for our sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sin and he rose again from the dead and is now alive. I say, Jesus, come into my the Lord of my life from this moment forth. I do not want to live for myself. I do not want to control my life. I give my life to you, Lord. The Lord of my life, oh Jesus. I thank you that you died for my sins and my sins are forgiven. Heavenly Father, I can call you Father now because I'm your child. Because your word says, those who believe in Jesus, he gives them power, to be called your children. Now I believe, and I thank you that when I come to Christ, all my sins are forgiven. All things have become new. I am a new creation in Christ. Thank you, Father, for this day, for this gra- your grace that has brought me near to you. I thank you that I'm your child now. I thank you that my life will never be the same again. Pray that you fill me with your Holy Spirit, that I may live the way you want, that I will no longer be a slave of sin. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me also pray for you, child of God, who's been living without purpose. You have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you've been allowing the world to squeeze you, to mold you. You've been always now speaking like people of the world. You were speaking not like an ambassador. Indeed, the Lord will forgive you. Ask for forgiveness. But I want to pray that God would give you strength, that God would always stay it in our hands. that we should never forget who we are. We should never forget that we have this treasure in jars of clay. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus come before your throne of grace, and I say we receive grace in times of need. Father, there may be times when we sway away from your ways, when we are molded by this world, when we forget who we are in Christ. Forgive us and help us to always be conscious of Christ in us so that our lives will always reflect your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, I pray mighty Father, even for those of children. We have always now been molded into the world way of doing things. Those Christians who are living carnal lives, those Christians who are not influencing the world, but they're influenced by the world, I pray for them. I say, Lord, strengthen them. Lord, may your spirit continue to revive them, that they may be revived to know that Jesus is in us, the hope of glory, that indeed we can live and reflect your kingdom here on the in the name of Jesus, may your kingdom continue to spread far and wide When wherever we as children of God go, let there be life. Like that river, the river that we heard of in the book of Ezekiel, that wherever the river goes, there will be life. I pray that there will be life wherever we go as children of God. Whatever we speak, may that word bring healing. May the word bring hope and minister grace to the hearers. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Stay blessed. Continue to live in victory here on the earth. And remember, you are not your own. In Jesus' name.